Yes, literally every break, all you're going to hear about is brine this, brine that. Deal with it. Get your brine and details about Brine Appalooza 2023 online at radradio.com. A couple emails, RAD at radradio.com. Uh, we are back on the uh, Sacramento Airwaves. Uh, nothing's changed in Reno. Uh, in the Sacramento area, it's 1047 FM and 890 AM. Randall wrote in, says, Welcome back. I'm going through my Placerville morning daddy taxi routine. <laughs> It's so nice to have you back on the radio. On my dirt road, 890 AM came in clearer than the FM station. Once it hit the freeway, they are both rocking. And the dead spot that drops the app every time I pass through it had no issues this morning on the radio. Congratulations. That is, by the way, one of the very weird things that people are going to have to kind of traverse. We literally also got an email from uh, just right before Randall in the previous segment from someone in Plasford says, I can't hear anything. And and this is and I, we, I, we got an email from somebody in another suburb area. That I, because when we when we when we were putting the deal, this deal together with Lotus Communications, obviously one of the things I had to do was figure out, okay, well, how how where's the radio station reach, uh, and and so we had everybody driving around and making notes, and this woman wrote in from a suburb that I I I, I drove through, I sat in, I, it was loud and clear, it was great. She can't get it at all. So I th- on either uh, yeah, and some of this is going to be uh, uh you know radio quality. I don't want to go to operator error, things like that, but we'll we'll traverse this through and, and we'll find a way for you to, to listen, hopefully. Uh, Lisa wrote in and said, I'm just curious, since this is the first day back in Sacramento, I'm sure Lotus wants to know what the numbers of listeners are. Is there a way to tell how many people are tuned in? Not in real time with radio, and I'm not trying to be a smartass. Let's just take a step back and think, how would we be able to know that you're listening? We don't. The radio, the radio waves don't have a connection to you, your home, your car. There's a guy standing there as you enter, <laughs> clicking. Yeah, they're, right. Yeah, every time the radio. You, you always want to believe that, didn't you? That that when, it, when it, like if you're driving around and the radio station plays a song you hate, you punch the button. Go, yeah! Now they'll know I hate that song and they'll never play it again. We we get the results later. Let's talk to Steve Mickelson live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and MixPicks.com. Two K's in mix, two K's in picks, and my co-host for the Mix Picks podcast, which we do every Wednesday morning. We're back this Wednesday at 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. All right, Steve, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, but before we get to the NFL, I, I was talking uh, about 30 minutes ago about this uh, Jimbo Fisher story. And I wanted to ask you a unique question. On Wednesday, you and I will dive into the why and the was it a good idea and the how does this happen and, and all that other stuff. I want to ask you a question that was actually asked of me over the weekend by somebody uh, close to me. And I'm going to phrase it in, in almost the exact way it was phrased. Uh, Texas A&M fired head coach Jimbo Fisher, and he got the biggest payout in college football history, a buyout of $77 million because he had a guaranteed contract. I had a friend say to me something like, this is a paraphrase, he said, I don't know anything about college football, and I don't want to know. I don't care if he was or wasn't a good coach. Yes, I understand how contracts work, but explain to me how a college football coach gets fired and walks away with $77 million. And it's a version, he's asking more like from a, a societal question. This reminds me of when I was very young, Stephen. Ricky Henderson signed like the first, I think it was $3 million a year contract. And this, we're going way back, early 80s, how times have changed, right? Oh, wow, $3 million a year. And I remember my dad was in the kitchen and he said, how is a baseball player worth $3 million a year? How do you answer somebody like that, Steve, as a lifelong sports fan who looks at it from the outside, sees the headline and go, what has happened to our country where this college football coach is walking away with $80 million? When he failed and he's getting that money. Right. <laughs> Well, first of all, you have to look at the overall impact to the university, not just to the football program. College football is such a big part of these universities' programs. But I'm going to go to Deion Sanders as an example. 
Deion Sanders with his showing up in Colorado and, and the merchandise they sell. But the big part that nobody talks about is all the students who applied to go to the university, et cetera. They said that this year the University of Colorado, their revenue from all of this other stuff that Deion Sanders brought to the program was up over $500 million. So while we're trying to look at it as a professional sports and what they do on the field and look, you know, no head coach in the NFL is going to make that. You have to look at the overall impact on the university. They were on game day, I believe, twice. You know, they were the national game of the week. We're without Deion Sanders. That never would happen. So these are things you have to look at when you're dealing with college. Texas A&M has a lot of wealthy backers. They believe they should be up there with Alabama and Georgia. So anything short of that is not acceptable. They thought they had it in Jimbo Fisher, who was with, you know, Florida State with as Bobby Bowden's heir apparent and into taking over Florida State. So what we have to look at it in a different light in what does it bring in for revenue for the university, not just the football program. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this, it can take you into a really, you know, unpleasant conversation because you have people who, who make the argument, well, we can barely pay, insert job here, teachers, cops, whatever, but we're paying. The, and, and that's right. The answer is, is as simple as it is all a business. It's because this is what people are paying for. This is what the college football is what drives most universities. To Steve's point, just about Texas A&M, the university's fundraising arm reported $240 million in net assets on its federal tax forms for the fiscal year ending June of 2022. So that's what they got lying around. So $77 million, they can make this decision. And Steve and I will dive deeper into all of this on the podcast, and we dove deep into the Deion Sanders value uh, on a previous episode as well. That's Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Excuse me. Let's get to our pigskin picks. Team Don, bitches! Cheats, bitches! Week 10 in the NFL will oh, wrap God. up tonight with Monday Night oh, Football. God. There's only two versions of uh, of the results. Three people were in last place. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, not me, not me, not for me! For the weekend with seven right, six wrong, Brandon, Don, and Steve. Ah! Oh, oh, oh. All got seven right, six wrong. Yeah. And Kyle and I got nine right and four wrong. Oh, right on. Cool. Which not means, enough to move up. Which means uh, as we head into uh, Monday Night Football tonight, Dawn is wrong. I've moved up by two games on both her and Steve. Well, whatever. You're still not leading us. No, I'm not. I'm five games behind with half the season uh. to go. Uh, Kyle is eight games behind, and Brandon is nine games behind. By the way, Dawn and Steve have 93 victories. That is well behind our leaders on the pigskin picking membership board. <laughs> J Dog and uh, Hydro both have 104 wins, so Dang. 11 more. Uh, and El Dimo has 101. Frankenbean has 100, <laughs> as does Mr. Mike. And those are all playing along at members.radradio.com. Some of the action from the weekend, Steve. Five NFL games were decided on a made field goal as time expired. That is the most on a single day in NFL history, including your Detroit Lions who beat uh, the uh, L.A. Chargers in L.A. 41-38. to <gasps> Yay! The Chargers are one of those teams we've always talked about, Steve. They 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 win the games they shouldn't. They lose the games they should. It's vice versa, whatever. Uh, how did you feel about how your Lions played yesterday? I was happy with how they played. They had a bye week last week, so they had extra time to prepare you know, for this Chargers game. It became obvious in this game neither team was going to stop the other their defenses just were not good enough. The Chargers, 
became one of those rare teams that scored a touchdown in their last five possessions of the game and still lost. That's Normally the you would think, you know, you put up 35 points just taking those last five drives, you win the game. But, no, they found a way to lose. Both teams were going for it on fourth down the line in a very key situation. Fourth and two late in the game, the last drive, went for it, got the first down because they didn't want to give it to the Chargers because they knew they'd lose. Went, then set it up, ran the clock out, kicked the field goal, won the game. But it was a really entertaining game, uh, and I'm glad the Lions were able to pull the win out. Well, this is what you've always been talking about for many years, Steve. This is what the NFL wants. The NFL wants parity. And they want what you just described, endless exciting games and endless finishes and surprising results, which brings us to the Cleveland Browns. Yes, those Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they rallied from a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Baltimore Ravens, who a lot of us had said they might be the best team in the AFC. And now they lose to the Browns 33-31 as the Browns kicked a 40-yard game-winning field goal as time expired. Cleveland, which has not won a division title since 1989, Trails seven, uh, uh, seven and three Baltimore by just half a game. What about that result, Steve? Yeah, that was a surprising result there. Really good game, but you look at that division. I mean, the Ravens are seven and three, and and to give those 49er fans a little bit of hope, everyone was talking about the Ravens being the best team in the NFL. Well, guess what? They got three losses just like the 49ers, <laughs> so it's really not that big of a deal. But you look at the Steelers. This is a team that going into this last week had been outgained by their opponents in every single game, and yet the Steelers sit at 6-3 and three as well. The Browns at 6-3. and three. The Bengals, who might be the best team in that division, is still sitting at 5-4. and four. You know, going into yesterday's games, if they had the playoffs, every team in that division would have made it. But, you know, the NFL season's a long season. Ravens let themselves down again, blew yet another big lead like they have in a couple of other prior games. And uh, it's the NFL's getting what they want. Well, and you just mentioned them, Steve. I mean, I, I think a lot of us also, I mentioned the Ravens. It, it, if we were doing like our power rankings, which is what us dorks do every week, <laughs> we would have had the Bengals right up there, maybe as the best team in the AFC, that Joe Burrow's healthy, they're playing great, they beat the Niners, and then they go out yesterday and they lose to the Texans. Yeah, I have to give so much credit, though, to C.J. Stroud. Yep. He is playing such good football. It's amazing. He's a rookie, and, you know, he's right with – you know, I loved Joe Burrow from the get-go. You could see he had something. And I'm saying with Justin Herbert, just a elite quarterback in the making, and I did not expect this from C.J. Stroud, but he looks – so good. He has composure. He led them again to a late field goal to walk off the Bengals. The Texans were leading the whole game. They let the Bengals back in it. But uh, C.J. Stroud is playing great football, and he's actually making the Texans a fun team to watch. Well, and, and we, we've talked about this on, the, on the, the Mixed Picks podcast that we do on Wednesdays, too, is that the Texans, and this is out of nowhere, and I know both of us give a lot of credit to D'Amico Ryan, the, the head coach who was formerly uh, with, the, with the 49ers. The Texans were the laughingstock before this season started, and now not only does C.J. Stroud in his first year look like he was the number one pick, like he should have been the number one pick, um, but the, the team, like you said, is, is they're way ahead of schedule, it seems. Yeah, it's crazy how good they were going into the season. I mean, this was, if not the worst team for, 
for odds to win the Super Bowl. They were considered, them and the Cardinals were the two worst teams in the NFL going into the season. And the Texans are 5-4 and four playing great football. They're years ahead of where we thought they would be at this point. I mean, they're a legitimate playoff contending team. They're beating good teams. You know, beat the Bengals yesterday with a healthy Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. And uh, D'Amico Ryan has done a fabulous job with this franchise. By the way, uh, speaking of odds and things like that, uh, because we dive deeper into everything, including sports bettings on Wednesdays, I do have a fun story about how that comeback win by the Texans paid off a parlay card for a guy, and the story's gone viral because it's a pretty cool story. But Aww. we'll get into that on Wednesday. At, uh, Make sure to save that for Wednesday. That sounds fun. Yes, well, it's very it's very sports betting e. Uh, your eyes would glaze over because okay. I'd have to explain things. <laughs> like You see, like they're doing right now. See that? See. Uh, also, Steve, last night, Sunday Night Football, not an exciting game, but the Las Vegas Raiders oh, defeated the New York Jets 16-12 to on Sunday Night Football. If you like field goals, this was the game for you. But the Raiders, are, Steve, are now 5-5. Five and five. You had them as a dumpster fire at the beginning of the season, and they were. They had to fire Josh McDaniel and everybody else. Basically, they cleaned house. But at 5-5, five and five, they're second in their division. Yeah, they're two games behind the Chiefs. And right now today, they're basically tied for seventh in the playoff hunt. Now, with all the tiebreakers right now, they'd be 11th. But is there reason for the Raiders and their fans to be hopeful about a playoff run? I think the thing the Raiders need to be hopeful for is they finally got, well, it appears, a head coach who bonds with the team. I mean, Josh McDaniel was a questionable hire in the first place. We all felt that there was something going on behind the scenes. They move him out. Antonio Pierce has taken over. They've won two games. But keep in mind, you got to look at their opponents and who they've beaten. They're sitting at 5-5, five and five, fantastic but I'm not ready to move them into, hey, they have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs and advancing in the playoffs. I just don't think their talent is good enough on this team to do it. Aiden O'Connell has played really well the last couple of weeks. They need him to continue to develop. Jimmy G's days, if I saw a story correctly, he asked to be released by the Raiders. So obviously his days with the Raiders are over. Nice win for the Raiders. Take it, but you're still not going to be a playoff team. And I can't tell, Steve, if, if this this revitalization of these last two wins is solely based on head coach Josh McDaniel is gone, or is it that plus they love, and I forget, the interim head coach, he, he's a former Super Bowl winner, and his name's is Antonio Pierce. Yeah, is it because they love him? And, and if they do love him, are the Raiders going to screw this up again? Because they already had one chance, remember? They had an interim coach who they didn't give the job to. And, and, and they, this is how the Raiders roll. They get an idea or they get a plan, they get a chance, and then they screw it up. Yeah, the Raiders are known for that. And that goes back to my biggest complaint that it all, always rolls up to the owner and, and what they do. But I, I think the players are glad McDaniel's gone. The Raiders is fired up. The Raiders' defense has played really, really well the last few weeks. Max Crosby has been one of the most dominating defensive players in the league. They just got to find a way to score some points. They haven't been able to do that all year, which is kind of surprising when you think about it as Josh McDaniels is supposed to be that offensive genius, but he couldn't figure out how to score 21 points in a game, except if they get a safety in the last play of the game. But, you know, hopefully the Raiders will finally make a good decision. will move forward with a quality head coach and just allow the higher football people allow the football people to run the organization. That's the best thing the Raiders can hope for. For the next few weeks, they might get even more hope up uh, in, in Raider Nation. They're off this week, so they get to rest. they got a great schedule uh, hack here. They were uh, 
They were home last night where they, they beat the Jets. They're off this week. And then they stay home for the next two weeks. This is a, this is a great gift Fun. to the Raiders. Uh, and then they so they host Minnesota and the Chargers, winnable games. And then they got to go to Kansas City, uh, and that's where maybe the hope fades. But uh, they they might they might have Ooh. some reason to get their hopes up. They get to enjoy that uh, race thingy. Oh, that's right. Yes, Don. The, uh, the, the the Raiders player gets to gets to stay for the F one Grand Prix this that's this weekend. It. In, uh, There's probably some truth as to why the Raiders are off this week. Yeah. though, with the race going on which by the way steve have, have you uh is that i know you're outside of vegas in terms of your residence but is this taken over the town just in terms of reporting and things like that the grand prix this weekend uh, yes it has the big part is is for the last six months it's been a disaster to try to drive down by the strip oh. if you get stuck in that also. you make you know you get off the freeway because hey the freeway's backed up let's try to cut through this i mean you're a good hour plus to try to get through that area because this it was pretty much down to one lane everywhere, Ew. and you know how many cars try to, oh. you know, travel through that area. So for me, this this race can't come and go fast enough because this has been a disaster for six months. Well, and, and I remember from because my sister, uh, she's uh, now in Indiana, but lived in Vegas forever, where she raised her kids. Always took the back roads to the airport for me, and I bet those are a mess now too. Well, I mean, this is the thing: if you if you're a regular visitor to Vegas, if you've ever visited, to hear Steve, who's there, say it's a disaster, it's always a disaster. How bad is this? Exactly. So is it better to have a four wheel drive and just go off? It's all flat desert out there, right? There's like the roads aren't that big of a problem. Yeah, yeah just go out to the it, desert, yeah, circle around, it's sure, all Kyle. Flat. Never mind all those mountains people hike at. Go ahead, oh. Steve. What, what were you gonna say? But no, I was gonna say yes. It's always bad, but but this is. This is like 10 times worse. I mean, I believe the cabs have even gone to, instead of distance, they're going by time or something like that on how they're charging you. So even cab rides have gone up by like 80% from what you normally would because they're stuck in traffic the whole time. That used to be a 15-minute drive is now an hour, hour 15 drive for that commute. It, it's, it is awful. One more uh, from yesterday, Steve. Uh, the 49ers, uh, they lost three in a row, and then you said, look, everybody, you pulled in Aaron Rodgers. You said, calm down, and they had a week off. They got healthy. Debo Samuels was back. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would say, they were 6-2 and two going in. They're a legitimate playoff team. I don't think they're, they're, they're yet re- ready yet to make a legitimate run. The Niners are supposed to be an elite team. I think they showed it yesterday with a 34-3 victory against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Yeah, that was an impressive one. That's the 49ers we were expecting. The last three weeks they had injuries, etc. Just weren't the same team. When this team's healthy, there's no one in the league better. We watch it going into Jacksonville. And the Jags, I think, had won something like five straight going into this game. So it wasn't like... You know, they were a nobody. This is a team that's going to win their division. They're going to be in the playoffs. They might be able to win a game in the playoffs, and the 49ers just destroyed them. It, it was it was fun to see the 49ers again look healthy because the last three games, everyone, oh, no, the 49ers are not there. It's This is still by far the most talented team in the NFL, and it showed by yesterday. The way, just a quick correction. My, my, my printout – that I used to prep everything, it missed a couple of lines, so I completely misreported the Raiders' schedule. I must, I'm sorry. I, 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 it, it eliminated a couple games. They're not off this week. They play the Dolphins. My apologies. My bad. I just, I, I, I believed my printout. I, I, I finally saw an interview with the Purdy kid, Brock Purdy, Purdy. yeah, quarterback. And oh my God, just so sweet. And then he says, 
he's engaged. And I'm like, you're not old enough to be engaged, right? Because he looks so young to me. He does. But he has a baby face. He really does. And just such a sweet, humble kid. Oh, my God. All right, Steve, let's get to Monday Night Football. Uh, we all have the same pick, so there'll be no changes on our pigskin picks uh, when Week 10 is over. But we do have the Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Broncos have been playing better as of late. They won two straight games. Their defense has been the big difference. Defense is finally playing good after an awful start to the season. Russell Wilson, I know we all try to, you know, get on him about how he's not playing well. Russell Wilson's had a good season so far. He's thrown for over 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, only four interceptions. The Bills, this team continues to disappoint. They're sitting at 5-4, and four, but they are 4-1 and one on the season at home. The big problems with the Bills is offensively they're not able to consistently run the ball, and they really don't have a number two wide receiver. They <laughs> need another top-notch wide receiver to really help this offense out, and their defense is a shell of what we've known in the past. Their defense has suffered so many injuries. They're really not as good, and for a team to have success, you really can just run the ball straight up the middle at the Bills, they're having a hard time stopping that. So look for the Broncos to try to establish a run, running it at the Bills, and Russell Wilson doing the rest. But I like the Bills here. They are 4-1 and one at home. They are at home on this game, national TV game. And if they lose here, they drop to 5-5, five and five, and they'll, they will have zero chance of catching the Dolphins. So I got the Bills to win tonight. Everybody on the pigskin picking panel uh, has uh, the uh, the Bills to win uh, tonight. All right, Steve, we will talk to you on this show Friday morning, and I will talk to you Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. for our Mixed Picks podcast. Yes, have a wonderful week. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Mixed Picks podcast Wednesday morning on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. That is Steve Mickelson uh, from mixedpicks.com, and uh, the uh, podcast is uh, posted uh, every Wednesday. You can listen live uh, or watch live on members.radradio.com. We post it for everybody on Thursday morning. Our pigskin picks. Team Dom, bitches. Cheese bitches. A lot to get through here. Uh. Are posted at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.